everyone. Uh, this is another episode of Car Thoughts, the long-form content of the Dominator podcast. And basically, it's just me in a car right now, heading home from um, work. And this is where I get to share more thoughts and expand on different ideas. And please forgive me for the audio quality as I'm using like my iPhone earbuds and you know you know iPhone products are not always the best especially the the sound quality so I'm looking to better solutions in the future if wow that guy just went against a, a red sorry this is what you're gonna get during uh car thoughts because things happen while I'm in the car especially in this LA traffic um so yeah, so starting off, uh, just a quick update. Next stream, next live stream, um, will be Saturday morning, which I believe is for a second, probably the third or the fourth. I can't, I don't know which day, but it's Saturday. Um, it'll be like seven thirty or eight thirty Eastern. You can find me at mixer.com/dominator051. Now to get into some of the things I want to talk about. Last night. I was awoken at like 1.30 in the morning. Um, what's funny is I'm pretty much a, I, when I'm when I'm asleep, I'm basically dead. Like I, I don't hear anything, I don't feel anything. But if it's some like emergency, like an earthquake, a sound, a like, you know, something like that can startle someone or like your, your emergency systems in your brain and your body go off, like I'm awoken super easy by that stuff. And what happened last night was my wallet actually woke me up. I, when you walk into our apartment, right, when you walk in to the left, we have like a key holder with like a little um, blackboard, a cork board, and there's like a little shelf on it. And I normally put my wallet right there flat on the shelf. And apparently last night it fell down, made a loud enough noise that it startled me and woke me up. And I had to go over and investigate. And it's like 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I look over and my wallet was like actually a couple feet away from the shelf. So this thing didn't just, you know, fall straight down. It kind of just fell laterally to the left, like a good foot and a half or two away. My logical brain goes, oh, okay, it probably just fell. You know, whatever. It's cool. Whatever. The illogical part of my brain goes, what the F just happened? There's no one in the house. How did this thing get over there? Like, and I start getting spooked by this thing. I, look, my brain starts to go in that awkward, like, oh my God, are there a freaking ghost in this house? Like, how did it get there? I'm like, and I'm trying to go back to sleep afterwards and I'm looking around. I feel like alert. My, my, my body just feels like, oh my God, like what's going on? So I was, my logical side of my brain was telling me, yo, it just fell. Like, calm down. Maybe a big truck drove by. Because our, our apartment will shake. It feels like a light earthquake when a, a big, like, semi-truck goes by. Probably just rattled it off or something like that. But I legit was, like, scared. Like, there was a ghost or some presence or something in that. And I know, for me, it's embarrassing. But it kept me up all night. I tried for, like, an hour to go to sleep. I was trying to watch videos. I was trying to, you know, count sheep. Do whatever I, I can to hopefully go to sleep. And it just was not happening. So on this day, I've been up since 1.30 in the morning. And then about like 2.30, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. This isn't working. It's not happening. I'm not going to be able to go back to bed. So 
I went and played No Man's Sky uh, next, the new update um, from Hello Games. And man, is that game fun. And just to put it out there, I did not play the game when it was first released. And from everyone and their mother, when this game was released, everyone felt lied to by the company, by the publisher. There was... um, there's things in the trailers that were just blatantly not in the game at all. Like the, it was just, it was a crap show. Like when this game first released two years ago, but now you look at what has happened. They've come out with free updates and this update again was also free over the past couple of years. Hello games has stayed, stayed the course and didn't give up on no man's sky. They kept going. And like this update was their, almost kind of like big, this is the game that you should have got two years ago kind of thing. This is, that's basically how it feels. And a lot of people who played it two years ago feel that way now. And for me going into this basically blind, like I, I, you know, I watched a couple of the streams a couple of years ago, didn't look all that too fun, very repetitive. But now that I'm playing and I'm getting into it, I'm like starting to get like low key addicted because this thing is fun, dude. It's so much fun to just explore space is one of the big aspects of it that I enjoy. There's somewhat of a grind to it. Like you can upgrade your exosuit, the suit that you wear in order to survive on these different planets you're visiting. You can upgrade your multi-tool, which is a tool basically used for mining, for um, for t- like changing the terrain. You also use this tool as a weapon. Like you can get weapon attachments and you can upgrade each section of your tool. And there's so many so many more different upgrades for the tool that I haven't gotten yet. Um, and even with the exosuit, there's a lot of like little upgrades you can get to your life support system, your, um, your hazard support system. You can make the scanner better. You can make um, the storage larger. There's so many aspects just to these each of these tools and the exosuit. Um, there's so many aspects of them that you can upgrade and it requires resources and it requires time for you to get those resources or you can just buy a lot of the resources which is um kind of cool too granted you got to find there's a different uh, economy system in the game where certain star systems have better economies than others which are more advantageous for you the player um or for them the people who's selling it like the npcs that are selling um, the items. And then the third thing you can, actually a couple of other things you can level up. Um, another big aspect of the game is, uh, you and your starship, you can upgrade, you can buy new starships, you can upgrade the starship you have. Um, each, each of these things have like upgrades have different classes. So it starts at like C class, B, A, and then S class. And some of those can stack on each other. Like there's so many layers to the game in the sense of a grind and trying to make your player better, and I'm, uh, of course, what I'm assuming is if you go to certain star systems later in the game, they're going to be harder enemies. There's going to be harder um, planets to survive on because of just the harshness of these different worlds. Um, so that's another part of the game I'm really enjoying is like the grind in that sense. And what's what's fascinating to me is the exploration in this game. And basically I'm still trying to learn if it's randomized or procedurally generated, but every single world 
in the game, I believe, is randomly generated when you first start a game. Like, when you first load in for the first time, this universe you is created for you. And what I mean, and each star system has their own number of planets, maybe their own different side quests involved. Um, and when you look at the galaxy map, it is freaking huge. Like, it's monstrous. You, you zoom out, and it's literally hundreds and if not thousands of star systems that you could potentially visit throughout your adventures in the game. And they're all randomly generated. So there's randomly generated uh, plants and animals on these star systems. The terrain is going to look different. You'll find worlds that are completely dead, worlds that are radioactive, atmospheres, worlds that are like blistering hot like Mars or even hotter, and other worlds that are just lush, beautiful, green like Earth. Um, or snow planets, like I think of like Hoth from Star Wars, like you find the gambit across the universe. And sometimes even within a solar or within one star system, a solar system, um, I'm going to call them star systems because that's what, that's what they are. Um, they're the planets around these stars. But what's fascinating is like another layer added to these star systems is the fact that I said, talked about the economy a little bit, but some of them are like, peaceful systems some of them are at war and there's a lot of conflict with pirates and um and other like different like factions that are attacking each other in these systems and these can be advantageous to you as a player because hey yes there's a lot of conflict which means there's uh, more potential for space combat which is in the game which is freaking cool in your little starship you have guns and you can upgrade those guns and get different weaponry and different like warp drives and all that jazz um, what's it going with this? Oh yeah, there's a, like a large conflict system where, okay, I, I, I'm fighting all the time in this system. However, um, that gives me opportunity to either A, like look at the economy of that system and see if it might be more advantageous to me. Um, apparently a strategy is the game is find great systems that are high in conflict and high in, um, trade and economy. So, when I go to sell things, it's uh, more of a better deal for me. Because right now I'm finding a lot of systems, like when I go to sell something, they sell for 30%, sometimes even 40% lower in price compared to like um, what their standardly, like their standard worth or value is. So I go to sell something for that's usually 100 units. However, in a lot of these systems, I'm selling it for only 70 units because of this 30% that's not a tax, but like 30% weaker economy in some of these star systems. So part of me is wondering like, okay, so later in game, or if I go to different star systems that are further away from the first home base I create, are there going to be better economies? Are there going to be harder enemies? Um, so one of the other cool things um, in regards to like the enemies and like the conflict in certain systems is once you're able to like defeat a system, like defeat some enemies in a certain area, what can happen is there'll be like ships, like random freighting ships, they're called freighters, or capital ships, um, that you help defend. So these pirates are trying to attack these different ships. And what you can do is ward off the pirates um, from attacking them. And once you defeat those pirates, the commander of a freighter or capital ship will like hit you up um, while you're in your um, your starship. Be like, hey, thanks for helping me out. Uh, Go ahead and land on my freighter. Let's talk about um, potentially like helping each other. 
And this happened to me. Like I, I went into a new star system because um, one of my mainline quests in the game, which there are, there's quests and side quests and there's like main story quests and like, oh my God, so many layers of grind and I love it. Love it. But going back to like, I join, I, I, I launch into a star system. I enter it. And all of a sudden, instantly, I'm already getting attacked by eight pirates. So I have to take out eight pirates, but actually kind of legit hard um, when you first, like, spawn in for the first time. It's really fascinating how hard they are, um, especially early on in the game, because your ship sucks. Like, the shields suck. The guns aren't that great. Your maneuverability is pretty difficult because you're still learning the, the ropes. Um like it's it's pretty difficult, but once you start getting a hang of it, it starts getting a little um, a little easier as you go along. Um, so I, I take out these eight pirates, and then all of a sudden, the guy, the commander of the ship's like, "Hey, come help me, or come on, come on board. I want to talk to you." Basically, go and talk to the ship commander, and the guy's like, "Hey, basically, the the, the narrative is like, hey, I'm I'm tired of command. The the burden of commanding this large vessel and this fleet is uh, too much. So, do you want the ship?" And basically, you're given command of this capital ship. And for me, I got in my first ship was an A-class capital ship. It was huge. It's monstrous. It's monstrous. It's big. Not only that, it has better resources, more storage space. Like, it's it's freaking, like, I got so lucky. Like, some people are starting off and only getting, like, C-class ships, which tend to be smaller, not as, like, well-off starting off. But I'm getting, like, the second the best class ship. My first one ever. And what's cool about this is just I'm feeling a lot of the layers of RNG are in the game. I'm starting to feel like there's such a really cool grind in these different aspects of the game, um, which really, really draw me in as a player. Because not only now what I can do with this capital ship, which I've named the USS Dominator, because why not? Um, that is my username. You can change the name of the ship. You can actually customize the in inward workings of the ship. So there's like two base main hallways, and from based on and from those hallways, you can actually expand like the inside of your ship. You can make your own hallways. You can curve them. You can add different rooms and different storage facilities or different like out like it's it's just crazy the customization you can do not only in your ship but also on different planets when you build bases. Which is another part, like, there's so many layers of grind, so many layers of things to do, um, which all require resources, which all require time to, like, research these blueprints, um, to go around and farm these different resources. Like, you have to use your mining tool and laser. Hey, lady, you're straight up texting. Like, stop. Can you, can you not text while you're next to me? See, you're distracting me, man. Stupid ladies texting. Anyway, don't text and drive, kids. Where was I? Oh, yeah, there's so many different layers and grind, and you sh use your multi-tool and shoot a little laser beam at uh, different different um, objects in the game. It might be like a, a plant, and when you destroy that plant, you get carbon. You might shoot it at like a block of salt or this like plant or rock formation that has a bunch of salt, or you found somewhere... A deposit of copper so you pull out your terrain manipulating tool start farming up the copper and bam there you go you have a huge stack of 250 copper um, also with the terrain tool you tend to use that to 
you can manipulate the terrain around you. I kind of think of it more like a, like a very, a little bit more complex version of Minecraft in the sense of you can manipulate the terrain and start building a base from that. And what you can do in the game is you get these things called salvage technology. And from that, you can learn new blueprints for different types of building materials for your base. So if right now the only four building materials I really have are like uh, a wall, a roof, a wall with a door, and a floor. And that's it. They're like all wooden looking. But I can use these salvage technology to research blueprints, which will give me different um, different types of walls, different types of you know um, ship components when I'm on my freighter, different hallways, different rooms. Um, so I haven't really explored the base building aspect of the game um, because I'm doing the normal mode where it's like you go out, you find resources, you level your character. Um, there's a creative mode in the game where you don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to worry about like losing all your progress and all that jazz. Uh, they also have a permadeath mode. Sorry, yawning. I've been up to 1.30. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, there's also a permadeath mode. Where you die, you die. Like, that's it. Like, just even thinking about that is a little mind-boggling. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of those types of games because I already know I'm going to die. And I'm just going to get pissed off. Like, I'm just going to get angry. Um, because, like, some something happened or something out of my control happens and boom. But that's just like life, huh? Oh, man, I got deep and dark real quick. Um, another cool aspect of the game in regards to like building and the grind is, uh, with freighters, what you can do is you can recruit, um, smaller ships called frigates and with, and these frigates, what you can do with that frigates, it's a funny word, sorry. With these frigates, you can, um, send them on voyages and there's different like rankings of frigates. I believe it's one through five or one through four, um, depending on like the rank of that particular frigate. And there's like mining frigates, exploration frigates. I think there's more combat-related frigates. I'm not sure yet. I only have one. Um, and you can send them on missions. And they'll travel to different star systems um, on their own. It's kind of like the AI does it on their own. They're um, NPC. And then they'll bring... Like once they're done with the mission, they'll come back and they'll give you... Like you can um, go to your fleet command room, which you have to build. You can see what the voyage went. It kind of gives you like a little description of how the mission went, a debriefing. And then at the end, you get units or you get mining material, like whatever it may be, whatever the mission was of that particular frigate, uh, you'll get the resources. So the other, like this morning, I sent my frigate on a like 58 minute um, uh, mission. And the, the, of course, the, the harder the mission, the more time it's going to take and the better frigate you have to send. But I only have a level one or ranked frigate out of five, I believe. Um, send them on a 58 minute mission. But while I'm out in the universe, like exploring, doing my thing, I get a <clears throat> signal communication telling me like, hey, uh, uh, our, our frigate took on critical damage and I have to decide, should I tell them to keep proceeding or to abort the mission and come back home? So for me, I'm like, shoot, this is my only frigate. And to buy a new one is going to cost me over a million units, which I haven't even reached yet. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to make money in, in this game. 
So I'm, I haven't hit a million units yet, and I tell them to abort the mission. So I go back to my capital ship. I start looking at uh, the manager system for my frigate, and come to find out it's damaged. Um, I have to now... I get my resources, which is fine. Like they, they, they're able to finish some of the um, missions, but they didn't finish all of them. I got some like a hundred and something thousand units, but then uh, the frigate is like kind of damaged in the solar system that I happen to be in. So my capital ship is on one side of the system. I have to warp drive all the way over to the not warp drive, pulse drive. I believe is pulse engines that send you. So there's different engines in your capital ship, which gets you different distances. Um, some are like distances within the system, the star system. Like there's like a boost. There's a, there's a system, a pulse drive, which will get you across the system. But then there's warp drives, which require a different fuel type, which get you from star system to star system. So those are lar- larger, like light years distances where within a system, you're only looking at AU, which is actually called an astronomical unit. And just for a little bit of science section of this podcast, an astronomical unit is um, the distance from, from the Earth to the sun, which I believe is 93 million miles. So that's one astronomical unit. Telling someone that it, it's 283 million or, you know, 186,000 miles doesn't really mean much to us as a, on, in our brains. But telling someone, oh, it's two astronomical units makes it a little bit more understandable. Um so you get the picture. Like, for example, I believe Mars is a little bit about roughly two astronomical AU from the sun, where we are one AU from the sun. Um, you get the picture. So war- pulse drives within a star within a star system, warp drives ac- like start from one star system to another. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, my frigate was stuck in my star system because it was comp- like critically damaged. So I have to take my own starship. Hey guys, stop cutting me off. Thank you. Love you. Please don't do that. Anyway, I have to pulse drive all the way across the star system, land physically on my frigate, go into the, like the, the ship itself. And it has a couple like small, like hallways and like, there's like a research room. And then I had to go in there and fix two fixed two aspects of the room and that required resources that you get from asteroids because while you're in your starship uh you might there's usually an asteroid belt surrounding um each of the planets and you can like use your blaster your photon cannon or whatever and your rockets to uh basically destroy and break up the asteroids and from there you get resources by doing that so i had to use my resources to fix the ship had to run over to the 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 ship's core, fix that part, and then I fix, then I eventually could get out of my onto my own starship, out like leave the frigate, get on my own starship, pulse all the way back to my um, my capital ship, and then resend that that ship out on another mission because now it's fixed. I want to keep making sure I have ships going out, so when I come back, they'll have units or different resources ready for me to go when I play again. I know that was a little long-winded, but. I love it. Like, it's not some just kind of like some system where, oh, hey, you get this like cool little dude on your team now and you just send them out. It's like, yeah, there is that aspect of it and it, okay, cool. But there's also the, 
hey, you know what? These are actual dangerous missions. You could lose your frigate. Like if I would have kept, if I did not abort that mission, my frigate could have got destroyed and then I would have been SOL, had no way of getting like a side income while I'm doing my own thing in the universe. Like it's such a cool aspect and the game forces me to land on that ship and I have to physically go in and repair it itself. I know some people might find that like tedious and boring, but for me, it's just, it's just so much more engaging with the universe that they're creating. It's engaging because I, as a player, am forced to make decisions about these different resources that I have, which going to have life or death, you know, I didn't really meet, there's no, you know what they should have had, they should have had NPCs on the ship, I didn't see any, now that I think about it, but like I have to make decisions, you know? And on top of that, I have to physically go into these things, these different systems, and, like, fix it or manipulate it because it's just not like, hey, pay X amount of dollars and, boom, your ship's fixed. No, you have to go find resources to fix your ship because it's not going to require one blanket universal resource. One part might require carbon. Another part might require salt or some other resource. Like, it's just just fascinating to me um, how complex the different systems are within the game. Now, some of the criticisms I have in it, um, it's a little buggy. Um, there's different things that I, I experienced. They were not game breaking for me. Like, um, there's one like quest I couldn't do. Like I had to like build a computer archive on a planet on like one of my little planet bases. I would build it. But then the menu wouldn't pop up saying, Oh, Hey, like you can continue the side quest mission. Like, you know, continue it on so apparently i had to like save reload the game after putting the computer down and then it the for some reason the the option for me to continue the quest came back up for me okay it's a little annoying haha i gotta get out of the load screen um but there's some people who are kind of having some game breaking um issues happening like i've seen videos of people talking to certain um npcs on their capital ships or they're changing or sending their frigates on a expedition and mission. And their main character will just like clip or clip through the their frigate or their capital ship. And all of a sudden their character is flying in outer space and dying because you can't, your exosuit doesn't let you survive in space. Like they'll just, their, their character will like fall through their ship. Like this weird invisible, like they just go straight through and they just die. And imagine if you were having a permadeath game run and you die because the game glitches out and your body like like clips through your your ship. I would be furious. I would be so mad. It'd be insane. So there's like game there's a uh, glitches like that or bugs. Um, and one I experienced is, um, like I said earlier, you can, on your capital ship specifically, you can change the rooms or add rooms into the hallway. And I went to add a storage, um, container in the hallway, which allowed me to do. And it's like a, it's like this like big, like cube box that goes into the wall with like a circular center console where I get to, um, store my stuff. But I can see the circular center console, but all around the edges of the, the storage container, it's all see-through, like absolutely see-through. I can see through um, the container into the space surrounding my ship. Like it's just this weird, like graphic, graphical bug 
Like, it's not rendering for some reason. And no matter what angle I tend to look at it, it's just as weird. It's like half rendered um, storage container in my capital ship, which is like, okay, again, not game breaking, but it does ruin the little bit of the immersion. Like, I'm, but I'm not going to like whine and complain. Like, I reported the bug because, you know, I'm a player. I want this game to be good. I want it to improve. So let's, let's improve it. You know, let's work together. Um, but there's some people who are, like I said, are having game breaking bugs and glitches. And another one that's been happening is people will completely lose their saved game. Like they'll log back in and all their saved progress from all their different characters or something they've started is just gone. Just like completely gone. And even that would be heartbreaking because like you spend all this time, you've invested not only time, but like you start getting like really deep into these storylines and like, you know, you've worked on this character for a long time. It's yours. Like it's you, you know, in you imagining yourself in this universe. And that's why we, that's why I like games. You just kind of like imagine yourself and recreate a character or play a different character in a game. You're just trying to immerse yourself in the universe and then that character dies because the game broke, you know? Like, that, that, that's devastating for some people. Um, I know for me, I'd be pissed. Like, I'd be just so pissed off. Like, I would, I, I don't know if I want to play again. Um, so those are some of the, oh my god, that guy scared the crap out of me. The guy's on a motorcycle, I'm sure you heard it go by. But like, you know, everyone's going 65, 70, he's flying by at 90, you know, and you don't hear, don't hear him or see him until he's like right up on top of you. Um, anyway... That is my kind of experience I'm having with No Man's Sky. Like I said earlier, I'm really, really enjoying it. I I will completely understand that, you know, they screwed up when they first launched two years ago. Absolutely. But to judge the game now on its current state based on how the launch was two years ago is just illogical to me. And I'm seeing this debate or seeing this backlash all over the internet and some of these, like, larger um, communities, uh, especially on Twitter, uh, these streamers with larger communities are like, like complain, like people are just complaining and like all over it. Like, just like, why, like, why are we judging this developer in 2018 based on actions that they did in 2016? And I get it. Like, yeah, they hurt you. Yes. They lied. Yes. You know, they, they shouldn't have done all that, but the game is in a better state now. You guys aren't even willing to play it or give him a chance because of how hurt you were <laughs> in 2016. Like, dude, calm down. Like, stop. Play the game. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. If you don't, don't go whining and come crying on the internet about it. Like, come on. I don't know. I, I people, people, it's just the internet. I think we're just going to have to learn to accept it. Like, this is the way it is. And honestly, it's not even the internet's fault. It's just exposing people for who they really are like that's all the internet and social media and all this crap is doing is just exposing people for who they truly are on the inside because a lot of this stuff is anonymous you know i would i would i would argue a lot of the stuff being said on the internet if it weren't anonymous and you had to say it to someone in real life to their face wouldn't be said but also it wouldn't be put out in the light like, you wouldn't know. Like, all the things that people used to think and feel are, you know, they can say it out in anonymous, put it out on the internet, it's out there, and there seems to be no retribution or no consequences for it at times. 
which is a little bit scary, but at the same time, there are consequences um, for the things we do and say. I know there's a little little rant off of the whole criticisms of No Man's Sky or the Hello Games, but like I have to give it to them. Like, think about it. They could have just given up. They could have just let it go and started working on the next project, but they put their hand to the plow and been grinding and making the game better. They've had three or four major updates before the next update that just came out. All free, by the way. All free. And this game update was free. And I only paid 30 bucks because for the week of its release, they had like deals all over the internet. So it's half off. So if you already own the game, you get a free update. And it's a game you, yeah, you should have got two years ago. But hey, you have it now. So enjoy. Like that's how I like, just shut up. Or play the game and have a good time, or don't. And like, I just ugh, illogicalness bothers me very, very much. Um, but like I said, I have to give him props because you look at some of the Steam numbers over the weekend. There were there were moments when the active user base was over like it was like over ninety thousand people, like in the last hour, like at some of the peaks, we're in the ninety thousand range, which is pretty good. Like that's a lot. Um, at one given time. And like the peak player base um, usage just overall was just, it's staggering. And it's starting to like, it's starting to settle down. Like I, I saw some stats this morning were in the 75 range, but still like a game that literally died two years ago has basically risen up, like resurrected like a phoenix and is doing great now in 2018. Excuse me. And I wonder if other game developers will learn from what they've done at the launch, what learn from what they've done over the past two years, and look at the success of this new recent update. And look at, like, you know, games just don't have to die. They just don't. Like, you can still work on them. You can still improve them. You can still make them better. Um, people being weird. Um, and stopping like 30 feet before the line, which is a little weird. Um, makes me wonder, but, um, like games don't have to die. Like, but at the same time, there is so many variables that go into game development, game marketing, game, a game, one game in general, um, that just to say like, Oh, they don't have to die. Like it just, it takes a special group of people, a special group of, um, individuals in a group to like make 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 the game where it is today like it wasn't just one person it was a, a, a conglomerate a group of people um that made no man's sky the way it is today and it's 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 honestly in a great state i i'm truly enjoying it granted i'm not as deep into the game because i don't have as much time compared to other people um basically anytime i'm streaming live is the only time i can play video games anymore um, just because, you know, I have a family now and I have a full-time job. I don't, not in college anymore. Um, so things are just different. Um, would I recommend No Man's Sky? I would say yes. If you can find it, I don't know if I'd pay $60 for it. We'll see. I'm only 10 hours in. Um, I'm personally really enjoying it. It's already for me, the $30 I spent, I'm like, okay cool. Like I'm, I mean, you pay 
at least where I live, 13 to $16 a ticket for a movie, and that's only two hours long. If I paid for two movies, that's basically $30. So I'm already getting a lot more entertainment from the game that compared to like a movie. Um, if you want to compare like time-wise, hours per dollar. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Like if you find it on a good deal or like a deal weekend or even like if you're willing to... You know, like, hey, you like space exploration games, you like game building, you like a little bit of a grind, like, grind. Like, I, I feel like it's, like, a space exploration game that meets Minecraft, that meets, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, not trying, I'm trying to figure out, like, the best comparisons, but I haven't played a ton of, like, space games um, over a while. But I do enjoy space. I do enjoy the exploration. I do enjoy the randomness of these different worlds and the universe that I'm being put in and the, the different environments and the, the harshness of it all. So like I, like I say all that to say I would definitely recommend the game. I don't know if I can give it like a rating or anything yet. All I can say is it's all I want to play right now. <laughs> um, and there's some other games that I really, really enjoying, like Warframe, like Destiny 2, like World of Warcraft, which are all coming out with, uh, I think, updates in the next few weeks or in the fall here. Um so I'm pulling into my apartment complex, but I just want to say thank you so much for giving this longer form of content on the podcast a chance. I really, really appreciate your time and um, I almost said your effort, but it's almost effortless putting it, uh, listening to a podcast sometimes. But yeah, but like I said, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're listening to this, um, please give it a like a subscri- and subscribe and a rating. Um, I would greatly appreciate that if you found any value from this. And I'm hoping to continue this. And I want to find better ways of fixing um, the sound quality. Because that's one of the big issues that I was having even after post-processing. Long-winded. You can find my live content at Mixer.com slash Dominator051. Where I'll be playing World of Warcraft, Warframe, Destiny 2, and now No Man's Sky over the next couple months. And uh, Fallout 76, whenever that comes out. You can also find me on my socials at um, Instagram.com slash Dominator051 underscore. And then on Twitter, I'm at Dominator051. Facebook as well. Just Facebook.com slash Dominator051. I know I say this, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day. See ya.